Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Who You Got. My name is Dayton Hammond. Who You Got is a show about creating brackets for things that don't normally have brackets. Now, you may be asking, what is a bracket exactly? Well, a bracket or tournament bracket is a tree diagram representing a series of games played in a knockout tournament. Each episode, we create a bracket for a specific topic and determine the best of that topic through a series of debate matchups. Today, helping me fight our way through the tournament is our VIP of vodka, oh, Zach yeah. Zimba. <laughs> I'm back. Thanks for coming back, Zach. How are you? Great. Uh, I wasn't too much of a disorderly mess after the vodcast, so <laughs> they asked me to come back. Dude, I'm still so mad we didn't call it the vodcast. That was the most brilliant of afterthoughts and we didn't incorporate it but we're gonna do hopefully achieve some brilliance again today unfortunately not sampling anything on the show today but we still will be talking food but i'm gonna get ahead of myself now there's a couple rules that we must follow as we make our way through the bracket there are five minutes allotted to each matchup and at the end of five minutes we will decide a winner based on the arguments not on our own preferences very familiar zach same as always and that brings us to this episode's topic. Best Thanksgiving food. I have several opinions. All right. And we're ready to hear them. Every November, the United States celebrates gratitude with a fantastic feast from the farmland. Which of these dishes is the one we're craving most as Thanksgiving Day approaches? Which one will we be the most thankful for as we drift off into our tryptophan-induced food coma? We'll be debating eight keeping helpings of Thanksgiving foods to determine the Turkey Day Tyrant. I've, I'm just getting... That's pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> I just get more extreme with the political titles that I associate to the winners. And we've, we've reached Tyrant. Is there anything more extreme than that? I don't know. But let's take a look at the bracket we have in the first matchup. Stuffing going up against cranberries. In the next matchup, we have potatoes going up against sweet potatoes. A battle Con for the ages. This is going to be a controversial <laughs> episode. In the next matchup, we have turkey going up against green bean casserole. And then in the final matchup, we have creamed corn going up against cornbread. Once again, the winner of these will be crowned the Turkey Day Tyrant. Zach, are you ready to get into this? Oh, yeah. I am I need to voice these opinions immediately. Yeah, absolutely. But before we do, what's the uh, Thanksgiving Day like in the Zemba house? Ah, uh, it it depends on what day. <laughs> so Thanksgiving, I mean, immediate family on the day of. So just me and my parents. Yeah. I don't have any siblings, but uh, the weekend after, usually um, after Black Friday, they'll typically do um, my dad's sidewall get together. So oh, nice. Uh, him and um, his four brothers. And all the cousins who are much older than me. Okay. So I just kind of like sit there and yeah. Yeah. I sit, I sit there and absorb uh, the insane um, political conversations. Oh, and, of course. And conspiracy theories and stuff. And I'm, I'm very, kind of they haven't, they've, they've been a little bit more seldom as of lately because everybody's getting old. Um, and I'm uh, kind of upset because I feel like I'm finally old enough to contribute to the conspiracy <laughs> theory part. <laughs> it's all very typical Thanksgiving Day fare, of course. And these these eight items, are they pretty typical for your Thanksgiving Day table as well? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, there's only, I feel like Thanksgiving is a pretty set uh, meal across the across the board for most right. people. Yeah. Uh, most people... If they do have anything different, it's usually a variant on one of the one of the topics um, that are facing off today. Yeah, exactly. Specifically, yeah. like potatoes and stuff. There's so many ways people make potatoes. Mm -hmm. Everybody's um, got their signature. And sometimes there are several different potato dishes. Several different casseroles. Like, yeah. Different preparations of turkey. But we'll get into that, of course. So let's get five minutes onto the clock for the first matchup. We have stuffing going up against cranberries. Let's get the ball rolling. Five minutes on the clock. Here we go. Any preferences out the gate here? I think I'm gonna. I'm leaning towards cranberries. Okay. Wow. I mean, Bold choice. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just more flavorful. Like stuffing is the ultimate like neutral thing. Oh, interesting. Like you mix it with everything. It doesn't really have like it has that brothy, it, soggy fruit crouton flavor. Yeah. I mean, it's not that. Uh, that's not a bad thing. But I mean, 
it's the true neutral thing. It kind of absorbs the flavor of whatever it's mixed with. Yeah, exactly. It's it's tastes like the stock of whatever bird, hopefully turkey, it's stuffed into. Uh, I think that's interesting that you say that the the, the cranberries is is more flavorful. I think it's it definitely has a more intense flavor, but it's a more singular flavor with like the stuffing. You're getting a little bit of the different spices. You know, you'll get a little bit of the, the turkey stock. You'll get a little bit of sometimes people use sage. My family used rosemary and a little bit of like onion and garlic, that sort of thing. I feel like you can incorporate more into stuffing, but it's not always utilized yeah. to its greatest extent. I mean, from my experience, stuffing has always just been like the thing that you kind of mix in with um other things on your plate right because because i mean like cranberry you have alone that's like a thing it's like oh this is the cranberry i'm looking forward to this the sweetness mm-hmm. uh this uh perfectly cut so you can't see the rings in the can <laughs> uh this perfectly cut circle right um of jelly basically and i think it's it's i think i think it's just kind of more interesting you do bring up a good point in that the cranberry is very different than everything else on the Thanksgiving Day main course menu. Everything else is kind of sharing the same notes as stuffing. And that's partially the point of stuffing is that it's, like you said, it's supposed to be like a binding agent between all this different things, different savory things that you're eating. But it, the cranberry is a refresher. It's a little bit of a palate cleanser. And you mentioned the can, the jelly can. So your your family holds holds to that? Yeah, I mean, as my, every year my mom breaks out the same joke with cutting it thin enough where you can't see the uh, rings on the can. Right. Yeah. So, of course. Um, I don't know anybody. I mean, I'm probably just ignorant. I don't know anybody <laughs> that, from my experience going to a Thanksgiving like dinner, I don't have experience where. I don't like. I, don't, I feel like it's all the canned everywhere I go. See, it's interesting because I, 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 oh, I've, I did, I've had the sauce though. Actually, yes. now that I think about it, right? I've, I've had sauce before too. But what my family does, and my, my mom and grandma make this. It's a, it's a cranberry salad, and of course, it's a midwestern salad where it's like mostly for, mayonnaise. It, it's actually not mayonnaise, <laughs> but whipped cream. <laughs> Oh, the other the mayonnaise substitute. The dessert salad. That actually sounds really good. <laughs> it's so it's it's marshmallow, whipped cream, and cranberries, and I think maybe a little bit of something else because it tastes pretty great. Uh the only detriment to it really is that the marshmallows and the cream really cut down on the tartness of cranberries, which is what I really like and what makes it this great palate cleanser that we've been talking about is that it just cuts through the heaviness of the meal and really yeah. just cleans you out. Well, that's kind of why I'm leaning towards cranberries in the first place is because I have more to say about them. Too. Right. Like stuffing is good. And I mean, I'm the kind of guy that will go to like um, a Chinese restaurant where they have like the unlimited rice and eat all the white rice I can get. Sure. But I mean, that's kind of what stuffing is. It's like just this thing that you just fills you up. Right. It it soaks up all the meat and juices. It's, it and soaks it's up like the gravy savory and salty. So it's like ah, oh, this is kind of like a damp potato chip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting because I don't I don't feel like cranberries can be done wrong despite what people may say about their their misgivings with the can i think even that is like there's a certain amount of like charming tradition to it it's like oh it's this very heavily commercialized thing and we're just letting it happen (laughs) well the the can i think the can i think they both are good in different ways like the can Mm -hmm. has this texture to it that's kind of like more of a jelly kind of like a more of a jelly candy right where it's a little bit more solid yeah so i kind of like that texture but i also like the actual sauce because then the sauce is what you can mix around with stuff. Exactly. And I'm just remember, yeah, I've had the sauce before. Yeah. But so, it, hey, hey, yeah. that's great. That's just an, that's just another perspective. I think that one came out of a jar, not a can. Oh, <laughs> bold. <laughs> I think so, so. I think that's but that's what's it for me is that stuffing can be done so many ways wrong. Like I really, I really want it to be inherently flavorful, but you haven't had much experience with that. I want it to be somewhere in between soggy and crispy it's it's weird it's like i don't know exactly what stuffing is supposed to be but it's very clear what cranberry is supposed to be in the scope of the entire meal yeah yeah i think i think you convinced me i going into this i wasn't thinking that necessarily that cranberries were going to hold up but pretty compelling argument because it's just something unique on the table and it's so hard to do wrong because even 
the most you know factory born version of it is still very good and revered yeah i mean i've been thinking a lot about cranberries in the last couple of days dude and in preparation <laughs> in preparation for just yeah, having cranberries yes, on the mind definitely and, and i'm glad that cranberries are becoming more of like a late year flavor like we always say, oh, pumpkin spice, blah, 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 peppermint, blah, blah, blah. It's like scrolling through like the uh, recipe list just uh, to shoot some more ideas off uh, the set off entrees and stuff that people have Thanksgiving. That yeah. Online was telling me. Um, and like a bunch of the stuffings were like, oh, add cranberries to the yeah. stuffing, which is another part of it. Why I'm picking cranberries because it's like. You Stuffing can, needs cranberry. Yeah, it needs <laughs> it needs it. I guess. Yeah, apparently to the point where people are adding it to their recipes nope. for more flavor. I have I have heard that before with uh, adding dried fruits to stuffing, and I think that's more of maybe uh, like an you know medieval it's a, thing, but it's like a healthy thing. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna know. pour this granola in my stuffing as a. <laughs> pours it just straight granola into the oh gosh that'd be so awful okay i know i said i wanted stuffing <laughs> crunchy but maybe not that crunchy but uh, before we completely dismiss stuffing where do you put the turducken is is the duck and the chicken a stuffing is that what we're talking about here i mean i guess technically like in the very like i mean by plainest sense by, of the word by syntax definitely like it can, i guess um, yeah it's like it's technically the stuffing definition. but I, I don't feel like that's what we're talking about <laughs> No, and just I don't the, just the 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 crouton dish, the croutons you put in the turkey. Right, exactly. And <laughs> I don't know if the duck and the chicken would be a help because I know a lot of people are appalled by the idea of the turducken. How do you feel about it? I haven't had one, but I would be interested. See, it's like yeah, it's like it was one of those things. Like I would try it once, but it's definitely a bit. It's kind of like deep fried turkey. I'd want to have some. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I don't want to dismiss it. Because, right. I mean, if somebody's putting that much kind of labor into it where it's a meme, mm-hmm. it's a lot level, I mean, there's probably something to it. Right, exactly. Was it John Madden who always freaked out about turduckins? And... I don't know. I thought it was like <laughs> Paula Dean. <laughs> it might as well That's be. A, it seems like a Paula Dean thing. Hey, there's a conspiracy theory to share that they're at the table that John Madden is Paula Dean. <laughs> John Madden and Paula Dean con- conspire to create recipes. <laughs> Have you ever seen them in the same room together? I don't think so. I don't so. think I've seen them ever in person. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Okay. Stuffing in a bit of an upset loses to cranberry. This is very interesting already. Woof. Share this at your Thanksgiving day table, and I'm sure you will hear what's It'll be a Thanksgiving to remember. The fist fight will be legendary. Hey, hey, better this than politics, though, that's for sure. But we're on to the potato clash. We have regular potatoes, which we'll elaborate on here in a little bit. Going up against sweet potatoes, we'll get five minutes on the clock, and here we go. So, when we're talking potatoes versus sweet potatoes, I think you and I sort of decided when we're talking about potatoes, we're not just talking about mashed or whipped potatoes, we're also talking maybe a little bit about like cheesy potatoes or any sort of like general preparation of your typical like white or red potato. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Same with like sweet potatoes, like uh, there's baked sweet potatoes. Yep. There's those sweet potato casseroles and right. And uh, your typical like lots of maple syrup and uh, marshmallows, you know, those typical Thanksgiving day release. Dessert sweet, you can have sweet. with dinner. Right, exactly. So all that being said now, with those sort of rules and definitions being established, I feel like I'm leaning more towards regular potatoes just because sweet potatoes are kind of gross. I don't know. It's There's something really, there's some sort of like sens- sensory dissonance I've never been able to resolve with sweet potatoes. <laughs> like having some sort of tuberous root that tastes that inherently sweet and trying to reconcile it with everything else that's happening on the plate. like So we talked about how different cranberries are. And sweet potatoes are also very different, but not in a good way. <laughs> and so that's what really bothers me about it is that it just like, I don't know where its home is on the Thanksgiving table or any table, really. I just feel like it sort of exists by tradition. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, I, I, I would cast my vote for regular potatoes in this instance. But I do think there's something to be said about like baked sweet potatoes. Okay. Uh, those casserole, like the sweet potato casseroles with all the marshmallows and stuff. Even as a child, I was never really into them. Same. They were everybody always 
I, I was like always a kind of contrarian. I didn't like Jello or anything either, and that was always a big dish that they bring out, mm-hmm. and that, and then the sweet potato, and then, and then I went through a phase in high school where I was like, oh boy, I love sweet potato, and then a year passed, and I'm like, I can't eat anymore. <laughs> I've had it about an entire life's worth, but I mean, baked sweet potatoes with like a bit of cinnamon and butter. Okay, I think that is good. Because the flavor, like you were saying, the flavors of a sweet potato are so confusing. Yeah. That any more, like adding marshmallows and like cheese and whatever people put on those, like, it's just like a tomb. It's just like a soup of nonsense. Yeah. As as you were saying that, I sort of realized that we really have to work to make spe- sweet potatoes work. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> you're just. It's like you justify. Like you're justifying through everything else why you grew sweet potatoes or why you <laughs> bought them at yeah. the store. And I feel yeah. like, I mean, potatoes are so versatile. Like, I mean, we'll usually have mashed potatoes like a normal boring family. <laughs> and then we'll also have like the typical Midwestern cheesy potato dish. Yep, for sure. Um, I don't know how widespread that is, but I mean, it's good. Yeah. Look up recipes for it if you don't, um, if you don't have it, but. Right, exactly. I think there's such a potatoes are kind of in the same category as stuffing, almost as as kind of what I'd think of. Okay, but I mean, you can prepare potatoes in a way that's more flavorful or less flavorful depending on what you're using them for, I guess. And with less effort, I think. Yeah. I think that's the critical point here for me is that you you just really have to dress up sweet potatoes to make them interesting. Well, let's also <laughs> think of think of uh, Thanksgiving without. Sweet potatoes, I'd be like, oh, whatever. Maybe yeah. a couple people who really like it will be disappointed. But Thanksgiving dinner without mashed potatoes or some other potato dish, like that's just a tra- a tragedy. Like some right. some somebody probably forgot to bring their pot like potluck dish. Yeah, no kidding. And, and they're probably gonna get like mean glances from everybody. Like everybody's gonna be rolling their eyes at them. It's yep. gonna be it's gonna be drama. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like. Potatoes are just such a standard and beloved uh, side dish. It's, you know, steak and potatoes, you know, burgers and fries. Like, I feel like regular potatoes have so much going for them, and they're just such an ingrained part of, like, Western food culture. I don't know. They're just fantastic. (laughs) Potatoes are are fantastic. Yeah, and there's so much to do with them. Really easy to prepare. Really easy to add a little something to them. Just needs a little, like like butter and garlic can make mashed potatoes a miracle so and sweet potatoes i don't know yeah, i mean the baked sweet potatoes i mean i'll eat them again but not by choice okay yeah that's that's not exactly a a a, a roaring win for yeah. sweet potatoes so i have to grant to move regular potatoes forward sounds like a, a plan to me so sweet potatoes as iconic as they are for this season and for this meal have been knocked out of the runnings all right, we're moving on to our third quarterfinal round. We have turkey, ooh, the big kahuna, going up against green bean casserole. Got five minutes on the clock once more, and here we go. So, I I mean, for me, it's pretty unequivocally turkey just because I, I I like the big star of the dish. I like a, a, a nice hearty meat and Turkey is really exciting. There's a lot of anticipation leading up to it. You know, you got to like baste it every hour. You got it in the oven since like 3 a.m. Gets it's like a big old centerpiece when you bring it out. It's like the focal point of the entire meal. It's great. Yeah, but I care about the flavor. So I (laughs) I think I like the green bean casserole better. Okay, it's a more interesting dish. Okay, like turkey from my experience is. It's just a bland meat, even if you do prepare it really well or mm-hmm. whatever. Like I like it as a lunch meat because it's like thin enough, or whatever, and it, it's it's just uh, just enough. But yeah. Like actually having a piece of turkey is just kind of like, hmm, I love the taste of the gravy. That is true. There. Or if it's dry, then you just want to like die. <laughs> Then you want. Then to, you'll need the gravy. Yeah, and then you'll want to mix it with the mashed potatoes and gravy, Where, or the stuffing, or something like that to get more of that flavor. Like with green bean casserole, though, I mean, it's got, it's got like the cream of mushroom soup. Mm-hmm. Like that's a food group, I guess. Uh, it has, <laughs> it's uh, a Midwestern food group. It has uh, green beans, another food group, vegetable, yep. uh, and then it has uh, the 
the French fried onions on the top that mm-hmm. are like crispy and delicious. Okay. Oh, leftover wise. If it's a battle of leftovers, Turkey beats out green bean casserole because green it makes bean, a great lunch meat. Yeah. <laughs> gr- but green bean casserole is great. Right. Right. When it comes out with the crispy, the crispiness of the onions mm-hmm. and then kind of like the, um, flavor, like the, the rest of it. Yeah. The rest I'll, of it's just kind of one thing. But I mean, <laughs> I'll just melt into like one giant solid. Yeah. But. Like turkey. I've had good turkey and I've had, but I mean, nothing. It just doesn't. It's just, it's kind of like the, it's just there. Like it's like, oh, what are we having? What's different from between like this holiday and the next holiday? Oh, we have third turkey. It's Thanksgiving. That's, it's just kind of like, I feel like it's just kind of a reminder that, like, oh yeah, this is Thanksgiving. Like, oh yeah, this is Thanksgiving. This isn't like, uh, Christmas dinner or Easter dinner or uh, Fourth of July because there's a giant turkey here. Yeah, it's more of a it's more of a decoration than a than a food, and people just eat it because it's expensive. <laughs> I guess. Uh, okay, I agree with you to a degree. I think there's just something there. There's definitely something obligatory about turkey. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to eat anything else on that day. I would just feel wrong to eat tur- to eat uh, like chicken or ham, something that's reserved for another holiday or just sort of secluded to another holiday. You know, yeah. I just like but there's I, something so singular about the turkey experience on, on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, I'm just thinking of in terms of what I th- personally think tastes better. I think oh, the green yeah. bean casserole is more is more flavorful. It's definitely that's definitely true. It's got more layers to it most of the time. Usually with the turkey, you're just hoping for uh, it not to be dry. For <laughs> for it not to be dry and for you to have like Lori's seasoning salt handy. Yeah. Which I which I, I really love, you know, putting a little bit of that on your turkey. But uh, yeah, you might be right. I might be sort of working against some of the arguments I made earlier on in that it's like it's it's it takes a lot of effort to make a good turkey yeah. and green bean casserole as long as you follow campbell's soups like nationally ordained recipe you're probably going to make something well, I mean, pretty yeah, good yeah kind of like going back to cranberries like uh the green bean casserole was specifically invented to sell the french fried onions and mm-hmm. um like the mushroom soup right it was invented literally by campbell's so. yeah and it, be, and, and it was because mostly most of the time they would have green beans handy. Yeah, and, and it was well. It's also the reason why it's it's still around and not just some mm-hmm. weird novelty of the of uh, World War Two era shortage <laughs> cooking. Right. It was because people actually liked it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, turkey's just kind of like turkey has been there since the beginning. I mean, it technically wasn't at the first Thanksgiving that we everybody's the like the pilgrims and and. Native Americans coming together. Turkey wasn't there, they say. Right. We, there's no way to be sure. But it's all it's just kind of this monolith. That yeah. It's like it's Thanksgiving dinner as long as there's turkey. So it's kind of yeah. like that's a given. So Yeah, and I think we are kind of bucking tradition here a little bit with some of our choices. And it's it, it's interesting. I, I, I like your use of the word monolith because it, it it's really just sort of it's it's ubiquity that makes that makes it seem so powerful to me you know i think yeah i have the same i mean this is not just a thanksgiving thing for me like i i i feel like the same way as like an easter ham Mm. like the ham isn't why i'm happy at easter sure like food wise it's like it's just the main meat that i have on my plate interesting yeah and same with Whatever you do at Christmas, every year I think my family does something different. I can't remember what the yeah we usually one is. we usually do ham. I think it's usually ham too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's interesting though because you you're tapping into something in that a lot of the side dishes sometimes do make the meal and make the holiday, and green bean casserole might be an example of that. It's more patriotic too. More patriotic. were around before America, and that's not allowed. <laughs> Green bean casserole was made during America by America. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that logic. Wow, man, this is. I'm surprised I convinced you twice. This is not going the <laughs> way I expected. Okay, we're cutting turkey. Oh, man, we're going to get lots of angry me- e- emails about this. I can tell already. Okay. They're already flooding in. They're already flooding in. <laughs> the episode isn't even out yet. They're coming in. <laughs> the people here. through the walls can just are just very upset. 
So, in our final quarterfinal matchup, we have creamed corn versus cornbread. Five minutes on the clock once more, and here we go. So, cornbread is was kind of an interesting choice here for us. Uh, I think we sort of went with it because we wanted something that's iconic, uh, like some sort of iconic bread that's not stuffing. Because stuffing almost becomes a Because rolls separate are thing. not going to win. Then rolls don't even have a chance. Right. It's, and it's like rolls are so vague. It's like, <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, do you want like just hamburger buns? Do those count? It's like, oh, well, I mean, no. I, I, I always remembered they'd always have a basket of rolls at like my, at any family gathering we'd have. And they're all like different. And I'm like, wow, they're all kind of bad. <laughs> See, I had the opposite experience. My, my grandmother makes the best rolls in the world but there's i think there's, they bought they like bought them or something because mm, it was a potluck yeah. and it was like who the hell cares at a potluck right and my grandmas were like homegrown from the from like the bottom up everything was homemade and it, they're they're fantastic but there's no real strong identifier with them they're just bread <laughs> it's like bread and you put butter on them and you use it to wipe i like the butter the bread like i mean that's why i like them yeah just for the butter i know but it's just like is that a strong enough identity for this kind of matchup I think we both decided maybe not, so we went with that Southern classic cornbread. How do you feel about cornbread? I love cornbread. Yeah. I I I, I don't I, I love it. I just love it with all my heart. Good. <laughs> I don't know what I I'm very happy say. for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean I out of the two, I'd pick cornbread over cream corn. Okay. I mean cream corn, I never really like liked it. I think it's like a a weird thing. Uh, ever since I was little. I was always like, I didn't like textures of things. So when I was little, I didn't like mushroom. I don't like mushrooms because I didn't like the texture. Yep. Um, that was a big turnoff for you for a lot yeah, of foods. I didn't like seafood because of the texture. And then I'm a lot of these I grew out of, but cream corn, I didn't, I don't like the cream corn. That's, I think that's fair I like enough. buttered corn, like mm -hmm. just plain buttered corn. And I like corn on the cob, but cream corn that goo it's in just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> that's kind of the beef I have with it too, in that, creamed corn is just a worse version of corn of corn it's because i i it, it is interesting coming into the fall here too because you know we just it's came out of corn season we just came out of a great season for corn when because we have corn on the cob because we well, have just regular food, sweet yeah. corn yeah and that's a summer food we can't have that here uh we have to have creamed corn i don't know why but it's if anything, it's like a good vehicle for like more stuff. It's good to ruin your mashed potatoes. <laughs> that's all. That's all, all. That's all creamed corn is good for in my eyes. Well, I've seen people like put peppers and some other things in their creamed corn that to sort of spice it up a little bit, uh, literally and metaphorically. But I maybe cornbread is just better on its own. Just sort of a good straightforward reliable thing well, like corn, I, cornbread I, I, has a good like cornbread is one of those types of bread that you you can garnish it with butter you can dip it in gravy and stuff mm -hmm. but it is definitely like you are able to have it alone and still enjoy it yeah like there's a barbecue place around the corner from my house in this uh food hall and they have like all the side like all the typical barbecue kind of sides of like mac and cheese cornbread and all that yeah their cornbread is fantastic like a good moist like homemade cornbread nothing that's beats it true like my most of the cornbread i eat unfortunately is from the box yeah that's a lot drier but i mean it still tastes distinct like it still tastes like cornbread right and that's that's an interesting aspect of this too is that i would not trust everybody to prepare creamed corn because it could very easily go wrong i would trust people with cornbread more often than not because people would realize well i don't bake bread so i'm just gonna get it out of the box which is still fine it's still what you're looking for on the thanksgiving dinner table and i it, it was never something that we had around thanksgiving yeah my, my mother is from west virginia so that might have something to do with why we have right. it on but the, the so many holidays and specifically around thanksgiving right and the american south is a, is a is a big part of the thanksgiving tradition so i think it's more than valid of a contender here so yeah i think cornbread's definitely got some legs up on creamed corn i i just don't think there's enough inherent appeal to creamed corn maybe there's some potential there but it's mostly just a shadow of its former um, of its more pure self. forms yeah, of its more pure forms yeah there you go yeah it's just a, fa a shadow of its former on the cob self that's it distilled corn Dist 
<laughs> and not not distilled enough to be a, a liquor. Right. But, but yep. Yeah. Well, it's just a mess. It's I, I, I it makes me sad when I see it. <laughs> Look what you've become. I, I grab it out of obligation when I'm at the when I'm at the line at Thanksgiving. Sure. Yeah. You just sort of have to have. Like, that well, I have veggie. to have a vegetable because green bean casserole has all this fried stuff on it. So that's. <laughs> Probably, I I know I mentioned earlier that it covers food groups, but I just want to be sure. Yeah, gosh, yeah, that's that's crazy. But I think we, I'm glad that we have still a corn contender here going in because I feel like the like the flint corn or the calico corn, whatever you call it, that's like such a, 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 a symbol, a decorative symbol of of Thanksgiving. So oh, I'm glad I love corn is still corn. I was obsessed with it when I was like five. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I had a problem. <laughs> now I'm now it's gourds, gourds, yep. but gourds then too. Gourds are pretty cool. I don't know what you'd ever use them for, uh, other than making man. birdhouses. Birdhouses, yeah. I my grandmother just had gourds show up in her yard one day. They just kind of like grow, and then yeah. you get, and then you throw them away once <laughs> after a while. Yeah, I mean, they're the mo- they're the people we we spend like energy as humans cultivate land land that we could be cultivating edible food to grow gourd to decorative grow gourds. gourds they are pretty though they're pretty but it's just so funny yeah because to decorate our uh, our nests with to impress mates <laughs> my lady look at my gourds it's like a cheaper version of a diamond in principle <laughs> it's the same thing in principle oh gosh i desperately want somebody to propose to their partner with a gourd i mean yeah that that'd save save a lot of money <laughs> yeah it sure would <laughs> create a bunch of other problems though okay so i think pretty strong consensus here that the cream cordon's out of the running and we have cornbread moving forward huh yeah we should have we should have added cords even though they're not a food cords. <laughs> actually that, that would, that's unfair that would definitely win <laughs> just for their sheer beauty yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're perfect form. Just overwhelming us. I was going to say they're perfect symmetry, but I've never seen symmetry. <laughs> There's never been a symmetrical gourd. They're always, like, vaguely phallic or extremely bumpy. <laughs> Just excessively bumpy. All right, so let's review the standings here. We have, in the semifinal rounds, cranberries going up against potatoes. And then we have green bean casserole going up against cornbread. Man, this is... Much different than I pictured it, but we're going to talk about it. All right, let's get into this first semifinal round. We have cranberries going up against potatoes, five minutes on the clock, and here we go. So I'm pretty convinced by your earlier arguments about cranberries. I'm I'm really enamored with the idea of cranberries and the role they play. The, the romantic notion of cranberries. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Do you do you feel strongly enough about about potatoes to I do, but also I, it falls back. It, it's gonna fall back to what I said about cranberries. Cranberries are definitely a Thanksgiving fall flavor, a fall thing mm-hmm. specific to this holiday. Where potatoes, you have them with every holiday basically. So as much as I I would prefer potatoes on my plate in any form. Okay. Um. I think cranberries are more ubiquitous. Like it's, it's just something like it has the flavor. It has like the look, it has like the strong all the things we talked about already. The association that like it has it. Whereas potatoes, it's like, ah, yes, we have them. They're here. <laughs> yep. It's like, as with every meal, we have the potatoes. Yeah. Just like yesterday. Might just be our Midwestern upbringing, too. No, I think, it's, I think it's everywhere. It's England, too. <laughs> that's Everything, true. Every food, every meal in England is potatoes with some sort of meat. Yeah. That's so, fair enough. Bangers and mash. Oh, I know that's a favorite of yours. So I just love, well, mainly the mash. Mainly the mash. Yeah, I ate a lot of potatoes. Yeah, I was a very starchy boy. <laughs> starchy boy. Yeah, I, it's it's interesting because I grew up not really liking potatoes all that much. A what? I know it's How weird. Do you not like potatoes. I, I get being indifferent to them. It was a textural thing because I. Like potatoes or the mashed potatoes? Put. I'm with you on potatoes, but mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes, I still was really hesitant about, especially if they were chunky. Ooh, oh, no. chunky are the best though. 
I, don't I mean, know. baked potatoes, I'd get you because baked potato, I don't. Because baked potatoes still have a texture of like you pull it out of the ground and you take well, a bite out of it. But. There's no, there's no wrong way to make a potato except baking it. So <laughs> you don't like baked potatoes? Oh no. Okay. Well, it's a, the only reason people eat baked potatoes is we're like, oh, we're gonna put bacon and ranch on it, and it's <laughs> like, oh, you just want it for that. Again, it's like a salad. Very. <laughs> The salad, like where like the bread bowl is the potato. I don't mean to interject here, but did you do gravy or butter on your mashed potatoes? Yes. So yeah, both. yes, both. <laughs> so gravy was what really sold me on potatoes when I disliked them, and because then it started to taste more like meat, <laughs> and because it like just texturally became a little bit more consistent. I think that's just sort of what bothered me about it is that it was like, ah, sometimes it was smooth. Sometimes it was lumpy. Sometimes it was grainy. And I mean, I liked French fries, but what, what kid didn't like French fries? So yeah. Yeah. So it, I, I had to be won over by potatoes. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, potatoes, there's a lot to say about potatoes. They're a very complex subject. Very, <laughs> Very, uh, not as romantic of an ideal as cranberries. A, a, a rich area of study. Which is but... what we're here judging today, obviously, <laughs> clearly. Yes, exactly. Uh, we're doing a public service uh, here. Yeah. So, um, potatoes, a rich area of study, but not nearly as exciting as the prospect of cranberries. Yeah, cranberries, you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta go for, for the more, like, enticing. Yeah. The it's... more, the more unique, the more flavorful, the more adventurous. <laughs> So romantic. Uh, we've crossed the line into overselling it. <laughs> no, I'm probably going to have cranberries this year for Thanksgiving and like throw up. Yeah, <laughs> no. Just be like, what was I talking about? This isn't that great. No, I, okay. So it's, I, I think at the end of the day, we have to go back to like, what were people, are people going to miss most from the Thanksgiving day plate? The plate. Yeah. If the something table? was made illegal to put on a Thanksgiving table, <laughs> Uh, cranberries, I think, would be more of a travesty. Right. Yeah. Because... More of an atrocity to human tradition than <laughs> banning potatoes. Oh, man. And it's it's so hard to say this, though, when we've already knocked out turkey. Okay. But in all, <laughs> in all, in all fairness, I think more, more people are becoming willing to try something different for the main meal. They've opened their third eye to cranberry. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily that, but that people are willing to substitute turkey with something else. I think people are always going to want cranberry because there's nothing like inherently egregious about harvesting and serving cranberries. So yeah, yeah. I, Oh man. So just for the, the sheer iconic beauty of cranberries. Yeah. They're kind of similar, similar to a gourd. <laughs> Not quite the majestic gourd, but it'll do. It's like a red version of a gourd, a very tiny, gourd. A very tiny, tiny red, red gourd. gourd. I love it. Okay. I can't believe that's the logic we're running on today, but here we are. <laughs> we're comparing everything to gourds. That's going to be the final right now. <laughs> How does it compare to gourds, the final litmus test? How do I feel about this compared to gourds? All right. Cranberries are moving on to the finals. Unbelievable. This is wild nonsense and a Cinderella story. Yes, Graham. Thank you. <laughs> All right. To determine who will face off against cranberries in the finals for the title of the Turkey Day Tyrant. We have green bean casserole going up against cornbread. I feel like I'm just getting more excited about this as we go. This is hysterical. Okay. Five minutes on the clock. Here we go. I'm on green bean casserole just because it's much more clearly associated with Thanksgiving. As you mentioned before, cornbread is really just, it's like a good Southern side. It's a very good, bread to use uh, with pretty much any meal uh, but it's very commonly associated with like barbecues and things like that but green bean casserole man that's like that's thanksgiving through and through yeah i'm gonna have to agree with you on that one as well because cornbread I, as much as i love it cornbread is typically it plays kind of second fiddle it's like I mean, it's, it's similar to the conversation we had about rolls. It's kind of yeah. like that thing. It's like the bread you have, and then if it's like if you have like leftover mm -hmm. gravy on your plate, or like because I mean, if you get the box stuff that isn't very moist, it's real crumbly. Yeah, and then you basically will have all the crumbs, and you can kind of put them up with your potatoes, and it tastes fine. Yeah, but like cornbread always like it. As a standalone thing, it's not like, oh boy, I'm gonna get some cornbread. <laughs> like, like, 
Sorry, that was just something it's, very inherently funny. I just like imagine somebody creeping along. Oh boy, can I get some like an old, an old Western prospector? <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. Yosemite it's, Sam. It's his meal for the week. There you go. Getting some cornbread. <laughs> Getting the rations. <laughs> um, but yeah, cornbread definitely, while flavorful and great, way more better than cream corn. Yes. Uh, clearly. Unanimously agreed. Um, I think green bean casserole is a better like it's a it's a more in, kind of intense flavor yeah it has the night i i can't get over the fucking crispiness yeah oh boy i am excited i i am excited when i get that right out of the oven mm-hmm. i sound like a, a chef and i can oh, say right i am very excited when this comes out of the oven yeah you know you remind me of that one the the lady who cooks the blonde the vodka. one yeah the blonde one yeah Sandra, yeah, I don't remember her last name. <laughs> I just I only know her from the Sandra Talks Dirty video, like YouTube video. Yeah, and that's Look that I, up I just home. imagine you talking dirty to the to the green meat cast. Oh, I think dirty thoughts. Of course, like those crisp. Uh, it's just the, those it's crispy just, onions. Yeah, it's just the crispy onions mixed with like the the texture of like the rest of the casserole is just <laughs> irresistible. Irresistible. So, yes. So let me propose something to you. So. My mom has made green bean casserole before with instead of crispy onions. Now stay with me here. Tater tots. While How do you feel? While a different, I love tater tots. I, the thing with that is that's on the level of where I would eat the tater tots off it and not mix it. Yeah, see, that's that's kind of the tricky thing, too, is that it doesn't mix in as well. I saw a picture of one uh, while research. We had to do a lot of research for this episode, as you can tell. Yeah. Um, I, was, I saw a picture of somebody that made it with like onion rings yes. on top of it. And I think with onion rings is a little bit more is a little bit better than tater tots. Okay. Like because you're still getting that onion flavor in there, which I feel like does really complement the rest of the yeah. casserole. I'm not I'm not knocking the idea, mm-hmm. but I think I would prefer it with uh something crispy on top. Right. Yeah. Maybe they're well done. No, I mean they even, they were well done tater tots, I assure yeah, you. I get I, I get maybe if it was like I think it would make if it was more like the breakfast hash, yes. So they where were it's the, crispy like that. She would always use the tater tots that were round and like coin shaped. The oh, the, the crispy crowns. Ones. My mom always called them crispy crowns <laughs> because they went on top and they were crispy crown. <laughs> that sounds good, but I would definitely eat them off first. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I did. So yeah, <laughs> man. Um, okay, but it, it, it doesn't like. So it's technically not a casserole at that level, right? It's yeah. just a layer cake. <laughs> Yes, a seven-layer salad because we... Seven-layer cake. We use uh, the word salad very liberally here in the Midwest, so... Okay, but that, that idea doesn't, garn, doesn't like tarnish the image of, of green bean casserole for oh, you. No. no, okay. I feel like, I feel like the, that dish has that flexibility to it, too, which is something good, I think. I think that's a good appeal to it, just like you can maybe change out one or two ingredients, uh, you know, modify your spices a little bit, add a little bit of your own little love into there, and... Cornbread, it's cornbread. It can be it's bad same, or good. It's pretty much the same anyway. Yeah, it's. There's I'd say like, similar. Good cornbread and bad cornbread all kind of taste similar. Right. Yeah. You can tell it's going for one thing, but green bean casserole feels larger. It feels it's larger than life, like cranberries yes. and gourds. <laughs> well, with that said, should we have it face off against cranberries? Move green bean casserole to the finals. Yeah. All right. The king has spoken. the The king with his crispy crown. Has spoken. We have in the finals for the title of the Turkey Day Tyrant, cranberries versus green bean casserole. Here we go. Five minutes on the clock for the title. Cranberries, green cap, green bean casserole. <laughs> this is not where I pictured my life at twenty-five, but here we are. So, any thoughts off the bat? Um. The two ones I flipped you on, I got to the final. This is all just an orchestrated scheme by me to overthrow your podcast. <laughs> no, um, I would have to go for green bean casserole. Oh, this. interesting. Okay. Oh, we're going to fight about this. Am I'm going to convince you again. <laughs> You're going to have to try because I think I'm on cranberries on this. So I just like cranberries as a symbol of this time of year. And that's kind of what I was what I'd been arguing in the earlier rounds of some of these, like with, with Turkey and 
we talked about it a little bit with sweet potatoes and that they're just so emblematic of Thanksgiving that they might deserve to go on. And I think that's the case with, with cranberries is that we rarely have it in other times of year. I mean, you're seeing it now in more like craft sodas and things like that. And I'm glad for it in that way, but cranberries, that's, that is Thanksgiving in a tiny little, little dish or jar. Gourd like package. (laughs) Or can like package. Oh yeah, can like or jar a jar or a can. Yeah, apparently. Um, so that's that's how that's how I stand on it. I think just cranberries feel so truly Thanksgiving. Green bean casserole definitely has that association with it. But uh, cranberries is I love how it's just like a singular pure flavor. Just cranberries. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I feel like, like cranberries as I. I as I orchestrated cranberries to get to this point <laughs> uh, through my uh, clever arguing and, and reasoning. Yes. Um, I kind of have to go back on it, uh, go back on a couple of things I said, because just because like it's such I talked about how it's like an iconic kind of flavor of Thanksgiving. Right. But also, I think it's a little bit limited in its flavor, too. Okay. Whereas like green, a green bean casserole like that's. In itself, it's kind of a meal. Like there's the onions, mm-hmm. there's the soup, there's the beans. Like there's components to it. Right. There's more. Like there's more to experience flavor-wise. Mm-hmm. I think um, there's generally more of it because cr- cranberry is more of a garnish. Right. Um, yeah. It's and not that's something... sort of my argument, honestly, mm-hmm. with this. No, that's that, and that's fair enough. I mean, there's like definitely I, some people who would not eat cranberries on their own. They would always have them like, oh, I'm all, I'll have it with a bite of turkey. I'll have I'd, it with I'd, a bite of stuffing. I'd always have it on its own. Yeah, same. I was a weird kid that didn't mix his food. Yeah, no, no I, I was the same way. And I, I like that inherent flavor of cranberries. I like that tartness. I like that little bit of sweetness. I like that fruit flavor that cuts through all the heaviness of the day, especially the heaviness that comes from green bean casserole. That's just... That'll bog you down. I mean, if, if, yeah. if anything's making you sleepy on uh, on Thanksgiving Day, it, it, I think they've proven it's not the tryptophan in the in in the turkey. It might just be the sheer heaviness of the green bean casserole. Yeah, I, th- I, I actually I, I I'm kind of swayed. Yeah, back to cranberries. I, I I unleashed something too strong that I could not contain. <laughs> but to keep this going and introduce another counterpoint is that sense of overeating a little bit of overindulging getting a little sleepy getting a little too full is is that a part of the thanksgiving day experience that you wouldn't want to miss out on like if if you sat down at your table and somebody said you can only have cranberries or green bean casserole and cranberries would wake me up yeah exactly i actually i never would i'd overeat well i mean i overeat all the time (laughs) but um I'd overeat for like Thanksgiving, but I'd never really get tired. Okay. But do you feel like that's part of the experience? Like, do you feel like I think it's part of the stereotype of experience? Okay. Yeah. It's like, ah, every movie, everybody passes out after dinner. <laughs> and do, do you want that from your Thanksgiving? <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> I want to be like functioning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it is, it's i gotta be awake to listen to the conspiracy theories so i can remember them and spout them to my friends yes of course oh so you're going for cranberries i'm gonna go for cranberries you're yeah. going for cranberries all right so yeah I, I i'm glad you sort of came around i'm glad we're talking this through i'm though. glad you're you've patronized the cause that i that I abandoned. <laughs> yes of course yeah don't worry i i brought you back to the to the one true faith in cranberries and I, I just feel like it's got something to it that just represents the holiday a little bit better than green bean casserole does. We have I think yeah, casseroles I, for different seasons and different times of year, and cranberries are just like boom here. It's like more. It's just more of an exciting flavor. Like green beans casserole. Like I, I'm also thinking of like leftover quality. Oh I'm yeah, like green bean casserole is just mush after the yeah. after it sits out. Once those crispy onions get uncrispified. Yeah, which yeah. actually might be a good. Um, way reason to use tater tots because they probably wouldn't get as it wouldn't get as mush right yeah i mean if we were but honestly if we were doing leftovers in general for like the mm-hmm. for this bracket a turkey would probably win right yeah <laughs> i'm actually uh, well you, you gave it a hard challenger yeah we, with I, green meat casserole i think if you put turkey against um anything other than cranberries or green meat casserole it would have gotten 
a little, a little bit farther. farther. Yep. Yeah, that's just sometimes how the bracket shakes out in this game. You know, it's always randomized, so we always got to talk these weird matchups out. And at the end of the day, we landed on cranberries, it sounds like. So what's the best? Yeah, I think I'm yeah. happy with that. Yeah, cranberries, so what, the so Turkey what, Day Tyrant. So what do you have after you eat all your cranberries on Thanksgiving? You have pies. That's oh right. Boy. We're going to do another mini bracket right here. Hope you saved room for dessert because we're going to be talking four different pies. Are, you got this in you? Yeah. Not too not too groggy from all this food talk? No, I only ate cranberries. Only, oh, yeah, that's right. We decided only eat cranberries. And now we're awakened by the tartness. But cranberries, I, I, I'm still pretty compelled by this idea that we got that far but cranberries are not on this bracket don't worry <laughs> yeah it's just uh, amazing that your your in, in insane political puppeteering got me to where i am now it's fantastic so with cranberries being crowned the turkey day tyrant we still have to decide what will we be having for dessert so in the dessert bracket to determine the perfect pie we have cherry pie versus pecan pie and apple pie versus pumpkin pie all right, let's get five minutes on the clock and keep going. Yeah. So, cherry pie versus pecan pie. How do you feel about these? Cherry pie. Cherry pie? I just like cherry pie. Yeah. So, I think I agree with you here. I Pecans are better on like a prank, uh, like a Kringle. Yeah, I, I like pecans on like other things when it's like the central aspect of a dish, of a dessert. Pecans it's are a uh, good garnish on chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a candied pecans are fine. Yeah. Which is sort of what they're going for here in pecan pie, but they've just gone too far. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we have pecans. We have sugar. We're on crack. Uh, <laughs> what can we do with it? What can we do now? Right. Like, let's put I it into a crust. Pie, I have these pie shells and I ran out of cherry filling. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like... For some reason, I have pecans <laughs> like on hand. Yes, of course. So... Yeah, I feel like more people are going to be reaching for the for the cherry pie. It's just a little bit more refreshing at the end of a big meal like this. Pecan pie is very heavy. It's got sort of like that brittle quality to it. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like it's like mostly sugar and nuts. Well, it's mostly sugar, but it's still kind of like savory. Yeah, it doesn't have quite that. Like what we love about cranberries is that it cuts through everything, and cherry pie is going to cut through everything too. That's- well, the thing is, like, pecan pie is kind of like a bad version of, like, a cheesecake. <laughs> okay. Like, like, nuts and cheesecake, fantastic mix. Perfect. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, but, like, a like a nut pie, I'm just kind of like, eh, I would rather have that in cheesecake form. Thank okay. You. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that... I, so, that's kind of where I'm at with, uh, with this in regards to this. So, yeah. I'd go for... I'd go for cherry. Yeah, for sure. So do you associate one of these pretty closely with Thanksgiving? I think the only misgiving that I have with a cherry pie is that it feels more distinctly year-round. It's something that you could have on like 4th of July. Yeah, I, I can concede that. Yeah, but I don't think that's enough to make pecan pie better. Well, it's- yeah, because I used to walk to the, there's like, you know, you know, those like gas station like um, little pie thing. Yeah. Like the I little tarts. Go, yeah. I used to always go and get like the cherry tart when I was wandering the streets as a child, as a, as a, as a preteen <laughs> with my lawn, mow, like lawn mowing money, my allowance. You bought pies with your lawn mowing yeah, I'd money? I'd buy pies and like a liter of Sprite. <laughs> I was wild. It's so crazy. Oh boy. Man. I'd go drink it on the park. You could only go back. Oh boy. The town <laughs> would be ready. I had my, uh, Local hero, like Nike's shirt that I'd wear out. That's pretty cool. I remember those. I was a local celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> I love buying pies with your lawnmower money. All right. But yeah, I think... That was a summer, though, so... Yeah. Not necessarily... <laughs> not, not Thanksgiving. Not Thanksgiving. But pecan pie is not like the Thanksgiving pie. I feel like we're going to get to those in the next round. Yeah, we didn't have pecan pie at our family events, typically. We... We typically would have it at Thanksgiving, but it was never like the big dessert. The big dessert was always the pumpkin or the apple, which of course we get into. But uh, I, I think cherry pie just has too much going for it, flavor wise. For it, it's got that zing. Yeah, I think again, a little bit of tartness is good. 
a little bit of a little bit of sourness get you going wake you up a little bit and cherry pie's got that so pecan pie just uh, might be a little bit more of the same continue to weigh you down after a big meal so i think we should move cherry pie onto the finals yeah i agree all right awesome so now we have oh this is gonna be so tough we have apple pie going up against pumpkin pie I, I always joke, oh, a debate for the ages, but I feel like this actually might be one because yeah. I've had this argument with people for as long as I can remember. We'll see if we can still respect each other after the next sentence. I know. Oh, I, you go first. I, I want to judge. Pumpkin pie. Oh, shit. I agree with you. All right. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Respect I, maintained. Apple pie, in my opinion, is a little bit more 4th of July. Like, we brought that up with cherry pie, because but, but apple pie is more like... The stereotypical American thing. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, apple apple pie is more. I think apple pie is more year round. Yeah, and I, I feel like that is an important point here because I, pumpkin pie feels so singular to the fall, and it's still delicious. And Jesus, boy, do I love some pumpkin pie, dude! It's so good, and it's inspired a, a, a veritable armada of other fall themed treats, such as pumpkin spice All lattes. All of them lesser. All of them lesser. It's true. Go back but, to the pie. It's the yeah. best. Um, except for the pumpkin pie cake, which is a secret recipe that my mother has. Ooh, I believe I've had that before. Yeah, I made it once. Oh yeah, that was here. good. Yeah, yeah. But like apple pie, I don't honestly, I don't even really like apple pie that much. See, I do, but it has to sort of bring what the cherry pie brings or what cranberries bring to the main meal. And that it's got to be tart. It's got to have a little bit of zip and zing to it. I don't like overly sweet and syrupy apple pies. Well, that's where I'm at with it. Like cherry pie, there's no other way to have cherry pie mm -hmm. other than cherry pie. Apple pie, it's like, oh, we can make an apple crumble. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can make a cherry crumble too, but I mean... That was not, yeah. <laughs> it's not, doesn't work very well. It just spills out every I'd honestly prefer an apple crumble because an apple crumble has like the, it doesn't have the, the pie tin dish. Like it doesn't have that texture yeah. to it. It doesn't have, I, I it has don't like a little bit more like crunch pie to crust. It. Pie crust is a very, like a homemade pie crust is good, but like what you would typically get at a, a Thanksgiving pot, like with your family is those store, but um, pie crust where right. it's just kind of like chalk. Yeah, where it kind of just and that's like the big dissipates. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, if it's an apple crumble, it's like granola and and like oats mm -hmm. and like oats and grains. grains and stuff, and it's crispy and good. Yeah. Whereas apple pie is like, ah, you got the apples, mm -hmm. but but no, uh, God help you. I found <laughs> everything else. So with that said, I feel like the pumpkin filling marries better with the crust. Than the apples do with well, it's very crust. similar to cheesecake, and I have a, a thing for cheesecake. Me too. I really do. It's got it's got that custardy sort of feel to it. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I think I don't think it's technically a custard pie, but right. pumpkin pie is definitely. Yeah. I I, I, I love the texture. Mm -hmm. The flavor is really good. Yeah. Like surprisingly, you can make pumpkin taste good. I guess. Yeah. I don't know what else you'd even use it for. Right. Yeah. Decoration. I mean, the seeds don't count. The seeds don't count. That's that's a like a separate animal, really. Yeah, that's like eating sunflower seeds. It's just kind of like a snack. Yeah, but yeah, I I definitely go with pumpkin pie. Yeah, and I see. I I want I want us to consider something before we move it on to the finals. So, do we feel the flavor of pumpkin pie is like light and airy and sort of like spritzy, wake you up a little uh, enough? Um, to be a dessert after this big heavy meal, I personally feel it is. I think it's a heavier dessert. Yeah, um, I feel like it's 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 heavier than something like cherry pie, and definitely like heavier than cranberries. But I feel like it's got enough sort of like pops of flavor going on where it's not going to weigh you down to something like pecan pie would. It's it's got enough of a palate cleansing quality to it. Yeah, I mean it's. Honestly, kind of comparing the last bracket, that pumpkin pie is the pecan pie of this bracket, mm -hmm. where it's the more savory side of um, uh, the flavor town. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't think enough to its detriment. Well, yeah. Well, it, it kind of balances the sweetness and 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 like, mm -hmm. it, it's just better. Right. Yeah. Okay. I um, take it any day of the week over apple pie. Okay. That's a, it's a bold statement. I will fight anybody who wants to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> you heard it here first. Whoever wants to fight, Zach not even about any, not even about that. Just not even anything. about just just in general, who wants to fight? All right. So, in the battle for the perfect pie, we have cherry pie going up against pumpkin pie. What do you want for Thanksgiving dessert, Zach? Five minutes on the clock. Let's hear it. I like pumpkin pie. I would eat pumpkin pie all year round if I was given the opportunity, which I am because I have a stove in my own kitchen, <laughs> so I probably could make it whenever I want. Yeah, but there's a certain specialness to pumpkin pie. Uh, we all, I f- can't remember, I don't remember anything. I, I'm just <laughs> usually dragged along to like the, I'm not dragged along, I go willingly. Sure. Um, but I usually just kind of show up at events. Sure. And I vaguely, and I remember pumpkin pie being my favorite part of like Christmas dessert as well. Yeah, it sort I, of does bleed over a little bit. It's one of those things that I just needed on my body at all times, and it's my favorite part. It's my favorite part of Thanksgiving, honestly. Mine too. Uh, I I think even and not not just from the dessert standpoint, because I well usually mm-hmm. have like um, ice cream and like cookies and stuff on the side. Yeah, I think the only thing that I like more dessert wise than pumpkin pie is probably shortbread cookies. Oh, nice. So nice. That's a good classic pick. But yeah, I, I I totally agree. Pumpkin pie is like something I look forward to every year, mostly because my my grandmother I hope makes the choice wonderful was, pumpkin pie. Yeah, I hope the choice isn't too obvious in this bracket. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I think this 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 is fun to talk out because yeah. I I think all of these pies have their fans, and we do a pie bracket, but we actually do like you can do like key. We lime. can actually have samples on air. Oh my gosh, actually, that'd be kind of stupid. That'd be a lot of work. <laughs> If I don't want to like fall back to buying. I don't want to work pies. on this. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like my job or anything. <laughs> no, uh, I I think with these these four, all of them have their fans, and pumpkin pie just really stands out as again sort of an icon yeah. of this time of year. And I, oh, I was like, I didn't even want to have to bring that up again because I won the other one with the, the cranberries with that. Yeah, no, but I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's, I, that's my victory. I'm going to keep referring to it as such. <laughs> it's it, that, that, that's a fair point to talk about, though, is like, what are people really going to miss from their uh, main course or from their dessert plates? That's uh, pumpkin pie. And uh, for me, and I, I think Another thing we should talk about is like how each of these pair with ice cream. I personally think apple pie apple goes pie well. does apple and cherry pie. I think pair equally well with ice cream. I feel like pumpkin goes really well with ice cream though too, because that maybe I, more like of a flavored ice cream. But if you're going straight vanilla, see, yeah, I feel like straight vanilla goes well with pumpkin pie. I like whipped cream on my pumpkin pie. I'll put a oh, mound of whipped cream the size of too. my head. All right, on that piece of pie, and I will exclusively eat that, and then the pie. That's fair. So I don't know why I even bought. I don't know why I just don't break the can open and eat it. Let's go straight. nuts. So yeah, but I mean, is that any reason to take cherry pie over pumpkin pie? No, because we don't usually have ice cream with our okay Thanksgiving dessert. Ice cream isn't part of the uh, criteria. That's true. I so we usually have ice cream, but maybe that's not so universal of a thing. But. Uh, pumpkin pie, uh, I agree, is just such a symbol of the time. If we want to make it our perfect it's pie a today, of the times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie. So we're gonna be eating cranberries and pumpkin pie exclusively for the next month. <laughs> so I hope you're all ready. I'm surprisingly okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably lose a couple pounds. That'd be nice. Well, yeah, no way I'd gain them in pumpkin. If if your main uh, source of sustenance was the pumpkin pie, <laughs> I'd probably eat a lot more of that than the cranberries. Yeah, it's true. I don't know if you can. Uh, how much cranberry would you have to eat to get a full Seven. meal? Seven cranberry. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> I bet. Okay, I'm actually legitimately really looking forward to Thanksgiving and having all these foods again. They feel so special to this time, and I'm ready to chow down. So. God, I hope you I'm are so as well, Zach. Some, I'm so ready for some pumpkin pie. Yeah, me too. It'll I should have got some at. Uh, I should have got some at like the corn maze or whatever we wherever I went to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we'll have to bring uh, when we travel back home. We'll have to bring back some some leftovers and exchange recipes. And hopefully, all you out there will too as well. Thanks, Zach, for being on the show. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Yes, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, I'm sorry we didn't have samples here like last time, but unfortunately we can't fit an entire Thanksgiving meal in the studio. <laughs> but, a, yeah, 
<laughs> they'll be we'll have to make room we'll have to make room next time yes exactly well we're gonna, we're gonna be doing this for every holiday now right we'll just record every holiday well, every year we'll do the same bracket <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just have okay okay legitimate idea we'll have a zima podcasting network potluck everybody rotates what dish they bring and we'll try each of these we'll do it and, in the studio and we'll yeah exactly <laughs> and <laughs> and we'll see which dish consistently holds up no matter who makes it. I actually that's, love that, that idea. That's years in the making. Yep, that's when we get picked up. When somebody can sponsor that, great. <laughs> but thanks again, everybody, for listening. Hope you guys all have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll have a couple more episodes coming to you before then, but hopefully this will give you some ideas for recipes and things that you're looking forward to. Just cranberry. Up until Thanksgiving. That's all you need. Apparently. A bowl of raw cranberries. Let's do that. <laughs> Just straight from the bog. Cranberry. That should be their lo- like Cranberry, the company, is one corporate entity. <laughs> fresh it's from the bog. <laughs> fresh from the bog. If you guys like what you've heard, don't be uh don't be a stranger. Come back and listen again. Invite your friends, invite your family to listen to who you got. Please leave likes and reviews. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And be sure to follow the entire Zima Podcasting Network on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, wherever all good podcasts are heard. Spotify, CastBox, Apple Podcasts. You guys know the drill. Make it happen. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Hear from everybody at Who You Got and Zima Podcasting Network. We'll see you next time. 